Oh, well, that was Wildcat Callahan. Looks like we're about to start. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello and welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. Hi, right, Mike. How you doing? Great. How about yourself? Awesome. All right. So we're on the first of our uh, every other week setup. So we'll see how this goes. So far, yeah. it was a little less stressful. <laughs> right? <laughs> a little. Yeah. Getting it done. So at least on my end. So Yeah. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. So uh, first things first, uh, we should probably mention um, we lost... Uh, a, a giant in the music industry, uh, Mr. Ed Alleged. Van Halen. Yes. Yeah. So that was yeah. a big. I was. I, was I mean, cool. I, I, I. Yeah, I was too. I mean, I knew he had health issues at one point, um, but I wasn't. I was just caught off guard. It doesn't seem right. Yeah. No. And I. I yeah. Right. Exactly. And the thing. The funny. Not funny. But the thing is, is like, you had seen David Lee Roth for a while saying he's like, hey, he's not doing well you know but you weren't sure if it was just him being you know being david not being him but that that wouldn't be really (laughs) nice but yeah then all of a sudden it's like bam he just died and like whoa but yeah Yeah, that sucks yeah 65 that's that's a tad young that's young these days you know yeah especially as we're getting older (laughs) yes exactly as we're rapidly approaching every every year another age seems a lot way too young to be uh to be dying so yes yeah um, <laughs> yeah the bar keeps rising yeah so yeah so r.i.p eddie and uh condolences to the family and the van Halen family i've been actually listening to a lot of his stuff lately so because of that so yeah. i mean i've always yeah, liked you know. van halen but i never i don't listen to it a ton um but i yeah, have been same. since then yeah yeah, I mean, I had a couple Van Halen albums growing up, but right. Um, but yeah, I made my kids, you know, of course. I, whenever anything like hits mainstream today, that's from my past, I force it down my kids' throats. So, uh, yeah, well, there's there's no, actually there's no actually a U- here, yeah, there's actually a YouTube thing out there like this. They're like these kids that react to like music from the '80s, <laughs> and they did one with them, but. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yes, I totally lost my train of thought. But it was something about Eddie Van Halen. I know that. Oh, I, I, yeah, I was going to say that. Obviously, like I think I've mentioned before, that I did buy a guitar before the pandemic hit. So, not that That's I can right. play anything by heads, but I'm like maybe play I eruption for something. us right now, Mike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rip that out. Just whip it out. Wait, hold on. Let me hit iTunes. Um, but uh, so yeah, it was actually the I did find something for like a tutorial on one song. It was. You know, I was playing around with that, but not doing it very well. Yeah. But I did find I a tutorial on yeah. how to do the tapping technique for eruption. They said it's really not that hard once you get it down. So, yeah, I'll try it I out. Would, um, I would start maybe with something less than Van Halen if you're, you know, at, at <laughs> Well, no, stages. I mean, yeah, no. I, it's not like the first thing I tried to do. It was like, you know what? I'm just going to put some uh, Van Halen records on and just start off with that. And just, and just play along. Right? Yeah, it should be really easy. He makes it sound so yeah. easy, so it should be easy. 
Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, that's obviously the big thing. Um, so, anyway, moving on back more towards our stuff. Um, what have we been watching? Mike said you said you haven't been watching anything. Is that really? Is that I correct? have not in the past couple of weeks. I I am tuned out. Okay, I've been watching uh, House or uh, Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix, which has just started off. It's kind of like, uh, not really a sequel for uh, Haunting of Hill House from before, but uh, some of the same people, and obviously the same stuff, same same idea. So it's pretty good. Um, good. Different than last time. Actually, one of my friends, I was talking to her about it because she watched it before. She watched all, she binged it all, but she was just saying how this was more um, sad, you know, um, is you know more sad than scary, which and then I I think I read it somewhere else and it really isn't that that deep and I don't want to take credit for thinking this, but it kind of makes sense I guess if it's like a true ghost story, it would have a sad element to it, right? Because that's the whole point is ghosts aren't moving on, so there should yeah, be right. some sadness to it instead of or a, the fact that somebody somebody had to die for their right ghost exactly that too would be sad. So, but I, I'm I'm not done with it yet. Uh, I'm almost done. Um. <laughs> what did I tell? What did I tell my wife before? Oh yeah, like the other night I was gonna watch some episodes and I, you know, went downstairs and grabbed a few beers and brought them up. And I said, "This way, after I watch it a few episodes, I don't have to go back down in the basement to get more." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, I like scary stuff. Yeah, well, this isn't really super I, scary. I mean, there's scary stuff to it, but it's not super. But scary I find, first of all. Not, not to go down a rabbit hole here, but I like scary stuff, but two things about it. One, I find very few things are actually scary. Right. It's, they're more or less like corny, or, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. They're just not as scary as the people think they should be. And two, if it involves religion, that's like a huge turnoff. Like, yeah, no, this gambling. doesn't involve that at all, really. Like you you throw a nun in there and I'm out. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not messing with that stuff, but uh, – so, so you don't like the exorcist is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. I'm not a no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, uh, but no, I'm enjoying it. So uh, I would say it's a recommendation. Um, All right. I'm trying to think if there was something else I had just. I feel like there was something else I had just watched. I'm still watching the boys. But oh uh, yeah, I saw not even a trailer for that, but I saw the little ad for it. Oh okay. Yeah, it seems I, intriguing. I'd like to No, I recommend that. it. Yeah, cuz now it's like two full seasons are out for you to get caught up on, so. Okay. Good. Um, I recommend that one. Okay. So let's move on to what we're doing now. What's uh what did we watch for today, Mike? So, because my time is limited and I like to savor the time that I watch television, <laughs> I dedicated an hour and a half to watching Matt Houston from 1982. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even sure where to start. Well, um, we'll, I, we'll get there. So I, I, I remember, I, I remember like, hey, you're like, hey, let's do Matt Houston. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember the name. I remember the show, like the guy. I don't remember a damn thing about it, though. And when I, when we, it just wasn't what I was thinking it might have been. Yeah, um, right. No, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, we got a, a few different comments on it, you know, 
Um, some people saying, you know, they loved it. They, you know, as a kid or whatever. And uh, someone mentioned that I did not know this, but he was in the Sword and the Sorcerer. Yeah, I had no idea. I never. I don't know and if it, I've ever seen it, but I don't um, know if I have either. But yeah, I saw that. That's what he's best known for. It says actually. Yeah, or uh, you know, when he'd land his own helicopter in the opening titles. That was someone said that was badass. You know, it was also called yeah. you know, poor man's uh, Tom Selleck, <laughs> which is kind of true. Yeah, I could see that. And I think that that's what they were going for with the show. I think this was a direct response to Tom Selleck. Almost it seems like. Um, yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, um, but um, something about what we were saying. Oh, the helicopter. Yeah, I did think that was cool. Just piloting a helicopter. Yeah, that it was kind of a cool. little mini helicopter. Even uh, cooler, I thought. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it wasn't like you know he was. I don't. know. It doesn't matter. It's still a it wasn't like a, they're hard you know, to fly. I, I was gonna throw out some like military helicopters, but I don't really know. <laughs> it wasn't like a Huey or uh, Airwolf <laughs> or anything. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> An Apache, but, you know, Apache yeah. helicopter landed up there. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, and I, I looked, <laughs> I was thinking about it just before we started recording, and I'm like, you know, I didn't really look up much on Matt Houston. So I pulled up the Wikipedia page. It's like, you know, how they always have like a description up above and then like all the things below it. Like the description yeah. above is literally one line. It was a comedy <laughs> crime drama series from 82 to 85 created by Lawrence Gordon. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, deep dive on that show. Yeah, so right. um, the only yeah. thing they mentioned in the synopsis is that, you know, he's an oil man uh, named, and I didn't realize his name was Matlock, Matt um, Houston. He works as a private investigator in his spare time. Mind, and we'll get into this in a little bit because we'll talk about that. But And then <laughs> I actually do remember reading this before I saw it. It mentioned something about, you know, CJ, his partner, has access to an Apple III computer named Baby that has a remarkable yeah. database on all persons living to see. So I'm like, what? And we'll talk more about it when we come to that point in this episode. Yeah. That's kind of a yeah. uh, interesting little yep. deal Yeah, definitely. I didn't see I didn't previously see that, but I, I mean, obviously I could identify it as an Apple. I thought it was like an Apple IIe. Right. Or something, but yeah. yeah. Well, wait, what's the one you had that we used to play games on all the time? What version was that? I, I, yeah, it had two E. Two E. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they said this is an Apple III, which you know, again, all of them look very similar to one another. Yeah. And this was kind of like built into the desk, anyway, so it was kind of hard. Yeah, to Yeah, it was an enormous piece of furniture there. But, um, <laughs> yes, it was. All right, maybe we should. We yeah, should let's just back it up. Jump into it. Yeah, <laughs> let's just get into it. You know what? All right. All right. So we start out with an aerial view of this shipyard. It appears to be. And we we quickly learn it's a celebration for like the nation's largest super tanker. Um, and right. there was like a news newscaster there. Um, yes, not sure if it was like you know Dateline or if it was more like <laughs> it was uh, like Entertainment Tonight. Enter- exactly, like Entertainment Tonight. Hello, yeah, welcome to could... Boat Entertainment Tonight. Um, yeah, where we just talk it, it... about new boats that are being built <laughs> and. For whatever reason, have thousands of people that are here to see this boat. I mean, they, they panned to like a crowd that was like half the size of Soldier's Field or something it, like that. Yeah, I was going to say it looked like a football stadium. Yeah. But, yeah. but okay, so right off the bat, they say it's a super tanker, like you said, which in right. my mind is an oil tanker, right? That's what I'm thinking. Right. Because they, they are in oil. 
But the front of it was not an oil tanker. That was like a military <laughs> boat, <laughs> first yeah, of all. I don't know. Because it had the big numbers, like 53 on the side. That's like a military thing. And that yeah, for whole front were... of it is not a tanker kind of boat anyway. So then I'm they, like, they well, probably just they boat? walked up to whatever was docked there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like some boat in like dry dock. They're like, all right, we're just yeah. going to film around this. Yeah. I Let's know. use this one. Everybody over here. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, but the whole thing was just great where they like literally had like, so I mean, like so, like celebrities there. Now, obviously, they're gonna have the guy. He he was like the guy financing the boat. I guess right. that makes sense, right? And he's like, yeah, a, yeah. He's like some Italian dude, and some well, Italian first the singer comes out, right? Some, yeah, the sing- singer and her bitter daughter. <laughs> yeah, which I thought she was gonna be a main plot point to this show because she was so angry, but never yeah, talked I did about see it again. <laughs> she just looks so pissed in that. I know. Um, maybe, maybe what it was was like she was supposed to be the singer, but then they recast her and she was pissed. They recast her mom. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's, um, she was that Jill St. John, I think was playing that part. Right. Wasn't it? Um, so yeah, so they come out. uh, So she comes out then the uh, Italians come out and I I have a little clip here because then there's like an another oil guy that comes out behind it but the clip cracked me up because it was just like the interview was just so weird and they're talking about their famous fights that he has with his daughter the Italian guy yes. but here here's a clip here dear one of their internationally famous arguments uh, oh, I wonder who this is. Excuse me, sir. Could you tell us who you are? Oh, nobody, man. Well, I can't count it, name. I got $10 million invested in that big sucker. I want to see if she floats. Oh, well, that was Wildcat Callahan. It's like Yosemite Sam. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, what are they got Yosemite <laughs> Sam? Now, this guy, he was like, a, um, oh, shoot. I, I lost my thing. I think he is like from, um, um, What's that? What was the famous Western show on TV for like a hundred years? Gunsmoke. Yeah, I think so. He was either Gunsmoke or Rawhide, one of the two. Hold on, okay, I'm gonna yeah. find. I, I have no idea. But you know, so you you know, you're supposed to know who the guy is, but because we're a little too young for that, yeah, um, yeah. we don't know um, if that's the right person. Oh, he was on Dallas and Dynasty and stuff too. Oh wait, maybe he wasn't on that show. Maybe it was another person. He was on the t- oh Tales of Wells Fargo, hmm. which I guess is something like that. But he was on it for a hundred two hundred and one episodes. So anyway, so you're supposed to know who this guy is. Okay, we just we just don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, another another rich guy. Yeah, and he's just there to see if the boat floats that he put ten million dollars into. But oh, right, and by the right. way, the the person playing the newscaster, she, she seemed familiar, so I looked her up. Name didn't ring a bell. Every single role she did, newscaster. Really? <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Because yeah, I did think she looked familiar. Yeah, she I, looked a little bit like um, um, oh, I can't think of her name. Wonder Woman. What's her name? Oh, uh, Linda Carter. Linda Carter, yeah. I mean, I knew it wasn't her, but right. she had that little... No, no I, I can kind of see what you're saying there. Yeah. Her name was Tawny Little. Okay. But she was a reporter in Rocky Two. She, she was a reporter that. in The Greatest American Hero. She was a reporter in V. Um, she was Typecast. a reporter in two different episodes of T.J. Hooker. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, she she nailed that role. So yeah, I mean, I guess maybe she really wanted to be a re- maybe she really was. That's possible too. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, so we're we're getting off the thing. We're yeah, getting we're off way uh, off track here. So. Oh, she was Miss America. Wait, she was Miss America in nineteen seventy six. Well, there you go. Oh, she was a new news anchor for KABC, KCAL, and KCOP in Los Angeles. All right, that answers that question. Okay. Now, 15 minutes into the podcast, we're about 30 (laughs) seconds into the show. (laughs) Well, this was a big part. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So, well, let's mention that the newscaster asked the singer when she arrived, you know, is it true that you have some romantic relations with... With, the, with Mr. Gambici the or guy. whatever his name was. Yeah, so she gets all pissed and storms off. Then the, then the rich cowboy comes. And then... Oh, and then the Italian guy comes with his daughter. And he mentioned the international arguments. International <laughs> famous arguments. So what, is, what does that even mean? This, <laughs> I don't know. They're famous for arguing together, ladies and gentlemen. Internationally. I know. <laughs> I mean, like, so... I don't know. Yeah, so they got an argument right there in the spot in the... And the daughter stormed off. So really, at this point, the cowboy's the only happy guy in the whole place. But he just seems uh, like he's always happy. Yeah, yeah. So then, um, I think what well, we go right. They're going to christen this boat. They're not messing around, right? So uh, the Italian billionaire goes up to the boat. He looks at the bottle of champagne that's tied, you know, it's hanging on a ribbon, and he says something about the year. And, and like, then he says something in Italian, doesn't he? Yeah, he says something in, in Italian, which I, I, I don't know. And then he's ended it with "foolish games you play with me." But then they showed like they showed the singer, and they showed I don't know maybe the cowboy. So I wasn't sure who he was talking about. Right. And then and then and, oh, and the, the singer's uh, agent that was there too, a partner. Oh yeah, okay. So then she uh, he swing he swings the bottle against the ship. And it explodes. Right. And the way that they filmed that, I thought like that whole stadium exploded that the other people were yeah, dead. Like everyone died right now. <laughs> so I'm like, holy but shit, what was in that champagne was, bottle? Then I thought so maybe it, killed, it was because it was an oil tanker and they blew up all the oil inside there. Well, that, I mean, here's the thing. It, it did kill the Italian guy. Yeah. And it blew a hole in the front of the tanker. Right. I would think... That would cause some damage to the crowd. I, mean, I would a think bomb so too. That could blow a hole in a tanker. Like At that. least everyone's like eardrums would be bleeding or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, everyone but, was fine. Even the people that good. were just standing five feet away, they're okay. It's yes, just, good. Just the one guy. Um. All right. So then, uh, then we cut to some cowboy like gloving up at like the rodeo, um, and some. Uh, southern cowboys betting on a horse like this horse that he's going to ride like a bucking bronco or something so there's a a five dollar bet on the table at this point i think and then uh this is when cj parsons uh starts to narrate the story and she she rolls up in this like i don't know like a pickup truck and it it was like an over overdone Southern accent, I think she had. Um, Are you talking about when she's like introducing herself? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, she's starting to talk. Yeah, she's starting to talk about like who she is, and you know. Yeah. And, no, okay, and I got a clip about, of it here. We can all hear it. Okay. Yeah. Save me. Just, 
Yeah. You want to know who I am? I'm C.J. Parsons. That's me in the pickup. My place is about five miles down the road from Houston's. Actually, I've known Houston most of my life, or so it seems. But more about that later. More about that later, Mike. She was good with the more about that later stuff. <laughs> I came up a few times. Yeah. Left us hanging, but... Right. Uh, now, people who have watched this show forever, let us know if the voiceovers are always continuing. I did see someone mention somewhere, maybe in the comments of where we watched this, that her accent tones down a little bit later on. Okay, that's that's good. Um, um, but anyway... Yeah, it was a little over the top, but... So yeah, so and he's the, so, gonna go. Yeah, go ahead. He's gonna ride the horse. Yeah, I was gonna say. So well, this is so. This is when we hear his voice for the first time. Um, he's starting to talk, and and right right away it hit me. I'm like, he sounds like if Jim Rockford was doing a Southern accent. Like that's <laughs> exact. Th- throughout the rest of the show, that's all I could think about. So th- it sounded really familiar. Uh, but I, I just again I didn't remember a single thing about the show um, about this. Show? But then she says, oh, you, you know, like in the past, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, like she's, you just watched she's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, hey, he, you know, he, he was a star athlete, she right? Again, another college football star. How many yeah. shows have we done so far where the guy was a former college football star? Uh, I, I think it's, it was probably a requirement. Uh, <laughs> well, that's like my thought is like I, I, I literally wrote, "What the hell were the writers of all these shows failed football players, <laughs> or were they the guys that got stuffed in lockers by these football players and they're trying to yeah, like right. not get back?" I don't know. It was just like everyone, like um, what Spencer for hire this. I mean, some of these guys might have actually been, you know, Don right. Johnson. He was, you know, but. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Um, so, you know, at that point, I'm thinking, okay, he, he, he's an athlete. Everything he does, he seems to do well. So he's going to he's gonna ride this horse. You know, he's, he's all Texan. So um, he, gets on, he gets on the horse, and they – I don't have this in my notes, but this is what happened. <laughs> he gets on the horse, <laughs> and – it, the thing like starts bucking right away, and it throws him almost immediately. Yeah, and he he they do this like slow motion of him flying through the air. Yeah, um, and his hat his hat is like a foot away from his head because you know he just got thrown off this thing, and then they cut to like a wide shot where it's really the stunt man hitting the ground who still has his hat on. Um, <laughs> I didn't notice that. But yeah, but he, he hits the ground and. Um, you know, gets up. So my, you know, I was set up to believe he was going to win this thing. And I felt like I was duped. But remember, he doesn't like to lose. He does not. No, you're right. CJ told us about that. He doesn't like to she lose. Mentioned, she mentioned that. Yeah. But then, you know, from there we go and he's like all dressed up and uh, they're walking to- towards the helicopter, which the, I thought that was cool. He's pilot. He gets in. And he's like, they, he just flies this helicopter away. And like you said, it was small. So it was kind of it was cool. It's yeah. just a cool little Yeah. And then we get a little voiceover from CJ again telling us kind of like the idea of the show. You know, he's a Texan through and through. All his friends are too, except she went to Harvard, but she came back, so she's okay now. And he left daddy's business to come to California, but now he's super rich now doing also 
He does. <laughs> he's like Jonathan Hart. He's like got everything from diamond mines to oil, and he right. does TI work on the side as a hobby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like good at everything business wise, but that's not enough. So he's a PI on the side. Right. Yeah. Which it <laughs> it is kind of funny because that seems like to be his most important thing because. Constantly throughout this show, people are trying to get him to sign stuff, and he keeps running away from them. Yeah, he has nothing to do. I have a feeling there's someone else really running the businesses. Right, right? exactly. But, uh, exactly. Let's see. So oh, she, so then C- go ahead. Yeah, CJ explains about the billionaire getting murdered, um, and he's like, you know, takes it all in, and then he's like, you know, w- within two hours, I want a mechanical bull here in this room. <laughs> You know, so I could win back my ten bucks. So, um, not very. You know, he's not weighing the cost against. It's all about winning, right? So, right. He just wants this bull to practice on. But uh, meanwhile, the daughter. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Serena. Her, Serena. Yeah. Yeah. So the daughter of the Italian billionaire is is waiting to meet with him, and she's pissed. Um, and it, I think they used to date. That, yeah, he definitely has made out with her, he says. Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they start um, making out. Yeah, they did it. Because start, they start making out like as soon as she walks in the door. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know any Italian except Amore. And she const- she said that about 50 times <laughs> in the show. Like every time she sees him, Amore, Amore. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least I think that's what she was saying. I, I think know. so. Um, but I do like how she's like, I like your office. And let's just talk about this office for a minute because this office <laughs> is kind of hideous, actually. So, one, it's got like a fake rock wall with like a waterfall that goes down the stairs. It's got a pretty ugly bar and total. I mean, some of this stuff fits for the era. Don't get me wrong, you know, like the fake rock and all that kind of stuff. But it's not something a super rich guy would have in his office, like all this stuff, like a hot tub in the middle of his office, basically. Yeah. This is like, you know, I know they're trying to make him be like a rich guy, but not stuffy rich. I don't right. know. Right. But she, you're right, though. She even comments on that. Yeah. About the office. Yeah. Anyway, but she wants him, she wants to hire him because the cops think that she's, or she thinks the cops are going to arrest her because they're going to think that she did it. And as right. they're talking, they're like outside on the balcony. And Matt Houston like spies this guy like across the way climbing up a bu- the building with an obvious sniper rifle bag. In his hand. Right. You know, maybe not being too uh, inconspicuous there in the broad daylight. And he's right. like, "Let's go inside." He doesn't mention to her, by the way, that there's a guy out there, you know, getting ready to aim a gun at him. He's like, "Let's just go inside." And he closes all the blinds and never says anything. Right, which I thought was bizarre. Yeah. And um, she basically, he basically like lets her leave, right? Because he's just like, yeah, Which, look into it. Ex- but yeah, but I was like, dude, you just saw the sniper. <laughs> you're gonna just now, you're just gonna send her out, and not even give her a warning that he's out there. Yeah. Oh, and she did yeah. mention that there's a clause in his will that if he dies of unnatural causes, she has to wait ten years to get um, any money. She doesn't get anything right away. Right. So that that's a deterrent for her to kill him. Right. And she's yes. like, I can pay you anything. He's like, 
well, why don't you go down to the children's hospital down the road and you could build a wing right next to mine, basically, is what he was saying. So Yeah, that's his pay- That's the payment. He yeah, wants. which is good. That's a good way to do it. If you're rich, you don't need sure. money. Have her do something sure, sure. good for the kids. Um, I give him credit for that. So after she leaves, he's talking to CJ. In the meantime, he's like setting up his coat rack with his hat on it and jacket on it. And then he's like, hey, there's I saw someone out there. And she's, he's like, I don't know if she's, he's trying to kill me or kill her. He's like, well, let's find out. So he opens up the blinds. Did he open it remotely? Yeah, yeah. With like a remote. And then as soon as the yep. blinds open, the guy shoots the shirt, shoots his jacket. He's like, I guess he's there for me. Yeah. I, and I didn't, I didn't think about that. I mean, I figured he was there to kill the girl. Yeah, I thought so too. And then, um, oh, then we hear CJ say, some people don't like Matt Houston. There's a lot of... Th- and she says, <laughs> yeah. but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Again. That's what I mean. She keeps like, keep, you know, keeps us hanging. But, um, and then, yeah, you're right. Then his attorney comes in. He's like, hey, you need to sign all these documents, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you know, pretty much blowing them off. Yeah, Murray, solve, played solve by the crime. great George Weiner, which you have seen in everything. Everything, yeah. Um. And played perfectly here, mind you. Just exactly yeah. how he should be played in this show. Because that's like how he is. Stressed out. Yeah. And the funny thing so, is, is like this weekend I was watching Fletch, and he's in that too as a lawyer. Oh, Fletch was awesome. It's been a long time <laughs> since I saw that. Yeah. Um, my, my wife came down at one point. She's like, what are you watching? I go, Fletch. She's, and she just walked away. Which, by the way, <laughs> several years ago, she bought me online the uh, Fletch soundtrack on CD. <laughs> Oh wow! So we have every once in a while I'm driving in in the car and on iTunes like a Fletch song will come out. (laughs) Like if I'm on random. Oh man! Bit by bit, (laughs) Anyway, um, where are we at here? Oh, this is where we get to the computer. Yes. So this is very '80s, right here. So not only do they have a computer that can do everything way beyond what it can actually do, but they have it set up, like I said, it's built into the desk, right? They go and they sit on this couch. The couch automatically moves forward to the desk, and the desk rot lifts up so they can access it. I'm like, that's a lot of wasted stuff just to get to a it, computer. It is. But, um, and the angle of the top of the desk was distracting. I mean, it was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You couldn't put anything on there. It would just slide over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It wasn't good. It wasn't but yeah, good but I mean, this is now, no, don't get me wrong. Looking at it through today's lens, you're like, Oh, that's super cheesy. But back in the eighties, like that's pretty, that's a sweet setup. Right. Yeah. You know, that's probably, so you got to look at it that way. Um, it just, the whole it, sliding the desk forward was kind of dumb. And then I love though, that it's an Apple computer and then there's a bunch of extra like lights mounted around it, like yeah, and red lights. And I and I did notice there was like a uh, like a cassette tape deck like mounted in, like that would be like the tape drive, even though there oh, was yeah. a floppy drive Storage. on top. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got to take care of that. But um, uh, but yeah, and the computer can all... do everything. They could basically like yeah. punch anything in because he lists off like things he wants to know, like how much is he worth, who's you know who was all there, like, this is the, who wasn't. Supposed this is to the be. stuff. Yeah, it's what you want your computer to do today, but it still doesn't do it. You know? Exactly. Even with the internet. And like, there's like, even, like, and I can't remember, he says one, what does he say? He says one thing, and she starts laughing. She's like, oh, by the way, the computer's called Baby. 
She's like, oh, baby, he's kidding. I'm like, wait, the computer gets jokes? I don't know. <laughs> it's, hot, it's, hot, it's got a personality? Yeah. So, uh, and I can't remember now what he said. I, I wish I could remember, but anyway. So, but, yeah, she starts typing stuff in and, like, you know, she's information gathering. Like, right. nobody's business. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, okay. You know, he leaves. And he's like, okay, cr- you know, crunch all that data, basically. So, yeah. she's going to run all the numbers and get the answers as he goes downstairs and everyone asks him to sign stuff again as he runs out the back door basically yeah right right <laughs> where he goes out into the garage yeah and his uh personal mechanic pulls his uh Slim. delorean up to him almost almost runs him over but she's got like complete control of the car right um the delorean and yeah she gets out it's like some you know supermodel mechanic yeah and uh she just got done turbocharging the uh the delorean now i don't know if delorean's had turbo i don't think so but she said it was like like it was filling it up with the gas like that's she's like i just got done turbocharging yeah yeah i just slapped it on there not like any kind of modifications would have to be done to the engine (laughs) to do it um and by the way i i looked her up because man she looked familiar um but nothing really jumped out at me your name was dd howard but like she was in a lot of stuff, you know, but like nothing to be like, oh yeah, that was her, yeah. you know. Um, but she was just like the typical '80s blonde, you know, um, and she can fit into almost any role in that that respect, almost that they need. But anyway, um, but yeah. So oh, she's really desperate to go back to Texas. She's like, are we ever gonna go back? So he must have dragged her out to California. Yeah, I think he dragged everyone, you know, yeah. all his cronies <laughs> out there with him. But yeah, uh, but then we find we meet Lieutenant. Uh, I don't know what I I wrote Nutella, <laughs> like <laughs> the spread. Mike you know? was hungry. I don't know. No, it's uh, Vince yeah, Novelli. Novelli, okay. Um, so yeah, we hear their backstory. They didn't get along, but they're friends now. Um, and and this is where they're at the sh- they're at the shipyard. Playing with the echo inside of the ships, like <laughs> inside the, the big hole, yeah, yeah. So they're like, you know, yelling, and that's why I thought that explosion should have killed more people. But um, <laughs> so they're, you know, they're poking around in there for a while. Then they drive back to Houston's building and they work out, right? Because basically, they go. He goes there. He meets Novelli. Novelli wants to know who he's representing. I think he told him. And they basically yeah. leave. I'm like, so what was the whole point of going there? Yeah, let's just look at that hole and go work out. Yeah. And but then, he tells uh, the cop about the sniper, right? Yeah, yeah. They like they're both disclosing all their information they have <laughs> to each other. Yeah. And then they shower shower together. Basically they do, yeah. Yeah. They basically shower together. I'm like, this is obviously a scene for the ladies, you know, having Matt Houston there lathering up his uh, body. Yeah, right. Um, but they do come to the conclusion that the sniper was an amateur. So they figure that out. That this guy is right, not like a right. professional hitman or anything. Right. Um But that Then they get, they go back to they go back to the computer or to the office yeah. or wherever that computer is. Yeah. And uh CJ's is still there on it. And now the computer's playing video, like on command. Yeah. She she's like, here's a scene of the champagne bottle, you know. Right, so exactly. She's in, yeah. Um, and she's doing it all like one-handed, one-handed typing. Um, and I don't know what came out of that computer 
exchange. Um, well, but they the cop... found... Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Well, I, I have written here that, you know, they go through all the people they saw, but somehow they figure out now that the dead guy was making tapes with ladies. So they think... Yeah. I put they think, I think the, the wife is a prime suspect, but I think I think of the daughter, not the wife. Yeah. I was thinking Serena was his wife for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because she tried to kill him before, because she was gonna, he was gonna cut her out of the will, right? And that she was supposed. Yeah, so to be I think the cop had all this information. This is. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. given him all this information. He's like, "Did you know she was supposed to be next to him? Did you know?" And he's like, "No." Actually, here, wait here. I got a clip of this whole thing. This thing run down here. Do you know that she was about to be cut out of her father's billion-dollar will completely? No. Did you know she tried to kill him in Paris a couple of weeks ago before he could change it? I mean, the French police are trying to extradite her for attempted murder? No. Well, did you know she was supposed to be standing at his side during the christening and she left a snappy 30 seconds before he blew himself into the promised land? Uh, no. So Matt Houston doesn't mm. know a whole lot. <laughs> right. He does now. But it seems, yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of implicating, implicating the daughter a, a bit, here, right? But, um, yeah. Um, okay, so next they introduce a new character, and <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I know I don't understand a goddamn thing about what they were doing here. But so they, this, I want to say that this guy. So he's an. Indian guy, like Native American, right? Right. And he's a shoe shine, right? But he he's got like his ear to the street. Or he's got connections. Because, yeah, he knows because yeah. he's also a cab driver, so he knows what's going on in the streets somehow. But didn't they also say that they have the same grandfather? No. So I'm trying to figure out how to do this without being insensitive and possibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not sure. All right. I'm, uh, let's. Uh, I'm going to look at the timing here because if you think I should cut it out, I will. <laughs> His, the uh, eagle. Uh, the kid's eagle. Wasn't his like eagle something? Eagle. Wasn't that his name? That's his uh, name. I don't know. Charlie Eagle. Charlie Eagle, which really trying hard to give him a Native American name. I mean, you yeah. could have tried a little bit harder, guys. Um, his granddaddy scalped Matt Houston's granddaddy. Oh, right. Okay. So didn't I don't didn't know? know that. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought they. It's had not the something same you'd put in a TV show nowadays when talking about Native Americans. <laughs> no, but what? Yeah, and like I'm not sure why that's relevant, but. And that it's ties not. them together somehow. They, they have a bond because of that. I mean, I don't know. It, it is not. And by the way, this guy is right. not Native American in real life. He was born. He's from Singapore. So, okay. Well, can he? I mean, do that he's, right. you okay. know, he's got some of the facial features. I guess maybe they. Well, they. Could, I mean, but they couldn't. And s- there were so many. There were at this in this era. There were so many Native Americans working in TV and movies that they could have used. You know, <laughs> he he and. It, like on several occasions, he he made comments like, "I'm I'm Indian, <laughs> not a fortune teller," or like he keeps referring back to like being right. an Indian. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, anyway, anyway, so yeah, so they they had this whole conversation in front of some old dude who's getting a shoe shine. 
He's like, someone's trying to kill me. You need to find out who's trying to kill me and tell me who's trying to kill me. And then he leaves. And the old guy's like, someone's trying to kill him. He's like, ah, he exaggerates. (laughs) And then, like, he pulls away. Matt Houston pulls away. And, like, immediately behind him is the guy that we saw before. I'm like, wow, he is terrible at tagging. Yeah, I I refer to that guy as a sniper throughout this whole thing. Even though that's not his main role. That's just one thing he tried to do. But um, (laughs) All right, so... um, Let's see. Oh, so then he goes to see the singer. Matt Houston goes to see the singer. Um, and well, no, first dressing... they go to. No, first they go to. He goes to the restaurant and he meets up the with the with. Wildcat. Oh, that's right, with the cowboy. Yeah, because he pull, yeah. he pulls up to that guy's Cadillac that I didn't. With I, the big it horns. was not a good place. So it had big horns, but it had other stuff on it too. Were they like spurs on there? What else was on that Cadillac? It was pretty busy. It was just, yeah. I was distracted. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, it was a convertible they, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, it was a convertible. Because yeah. um, that's how you show that you're really rich is have a Cadillac convertible with horns. Yeah, with, <laughs> with horns. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, Wildcat's there with his daughter and his daughter's fiance, who's you know he's out of Yale, you know. Another him. another person who didn't even have to be in the show. I don't this think character. he said one word. Did he say hello? Maybe? Uh, I, I, that yeah, at one point she just said something about him being shy, and then that was it. Yeah. There was they, no could, they could not come up with lines for this guy. Yeah. But anyway, they were going to meet up later, blah, blah, blah. And th- there was really no point to that whole meeting except to introduce the daughter and Wildcat that they know each other. And now right. he goes and, to see and, the singer. Yeah. Huh? And that there's going to be the big party. She was going to have a birthday party. Yeah. Oh, is that when they say it then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They mentioned that. Yeah. All right, so now he goes to see the singer, and he walks up to her dressing room door, and he hears the lawyer in there, like, bitching at her about something. And the, oh, his and then, partner, yeah. Then you actually hear the lawyer smack her. Right. And that's when he walk, he walks in. And I'm th- I thought, Matt Houston is going to throw hands. We're going to see. Right, right. He's just going to deck him right smash there. Yeah. He's going to take yeah. this piece of crap out. And he didn't. He just kind of went in there and, like, I don't know. You know, you know, like when you get, you're in that situation where there could be a fight, but you really don't want to fight, so you just kind of stand there, yeah, puff your chest up. Like that's what right. he did. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He should have just beat the shit out of the guy. <laughs> but he didn't do that. Yeah. By the way, uh, so played by Art Matrano, which you know him from a lot of things. Uh, if you see him, you know him. He was in some of the Police Academy movies. Uh, but I did not know that he was also Uncle Rico Masterelli from Joni Loves Chachi. I didn't either. Yeah. And what a fan of Joni Loves Chachi I am. So Right, exactly. That. I am a big Joni Loves Chachi fan. Uh, have, I had the lunchbox. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, too, too bad this is um, <laughs> a kidding. podcast and not video because you could show that tattoo on your chest. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I flex, they kiss. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I don't think I've seen one episode of Jordan Will Judge. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, he doesn't deck her, but he basically makes him, the guy leave. And so, and the singer, again, uh, did I say that, that she was played, uh, um, played by, uh, what's her name? Um, Jill St. John. 
But anyway, uh, she yeah. admits that he was the she was the Italian guy's mistress, and that um, he owned her, and he wanted the wine to put them out of business. Wait, oh, so he wanted the wine, so he put the basically he put the company that the the who owned the vineyard out of business so he could buy him cheap because that's the kind of things right. he does. Even though right, actually right. it was champagne, not wine, but right. And he bought up. He bought up all. Like he bought the. I guess the company or whatever their stock. Or he he bought their assets or something so he could get all the wine. Yeah. Or champagne, whatever the hell it was. Right. Exactly. But um, and then the best the, the best part I thought is my mind you she's just drinking it. She's gonna be on stage tonight. She's just back there drinking champagne and then they call her out to the stage, which I thought was like she was going on, and she brings all yeah, the so champagne with her. Yeah, I'm like is she gonna go on stage hammered? Like, what I mean, and like is she a lounge singer? Like what is this? But yeah. right, well that and that's she's in rehearsal. It. Yeah, because then they go and they're rehearsing, and then you know she talks about the you know he's on she's on tape with the guy, and she's worried that you know because she's America's sweetheart that it'll ruin her career. And I'm like, your career is singing in hotel lounges, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, but, 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 her, that, she, they, but that newscaster said she had a, made it seem like she was a big deal. Well, they said she had a platinum. Her album just went platinum. Oh, did they say um, that? Yeah, yeah. So why so. is she in like a hotel lounge? I mean, it looked like Don't the know. lounge, like the size of the lounge that we saw on the Love Boat when uh, Sonny Bono was the the, the scary oh, yeah, singer the guy. Yeah, I forgot his name already. Johnny Disco? No, Johnny Danger? Something yeah. like that. I, I don't, I don't remember. I um, just remember it as makeup now. All right. So anyway, the the singer saying she didn't kill him basically is her her she's you know boils down to she didn't kill him. If anything happened to him, he told her that the tape would be released in forty eight hours. So now the clock's ticking. So she's worried. Right. Uh, and so that's when you know you have a good relationship with a man when he says, "By the way, if I die, this tape of you and I together is going to yeah. be released." <laughs> And ruin your career. Right. (laughs) And, you know, little did she know, that would probably skyrocket her career. Right. Uh, If she had just fast-forwarded a Kim Kardashian era, she would have, you know, she would have her own TV show. Right. Keeping up up with uh, Karen Ann Douglas. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then, uh, let's see. So, Houston's leaving now. Um, and just as he's leaving, the cop is showing up. Oh, oh but wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Before he's leaving, Mike, when he's inside, we see the sniper guy oh, go under his car. That's right. right. I missed that. Yeah. The sniper is working on his car in like a, with mechanic overall <laughs> right. parking lot. So I immediately think that, oh, they're doing the brake cutting thing. But we'll get to that in a minute. It's a little bit more involved. But yes, the, the yes. cop pulls up. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, the cop's like, you know, hey, you know, he's like, hey, she didn't do it. He's like, how do you know? He's like, she told me. And, you know, he leaves. He's like, what the hell? Um, but, yeah, so, you know, really what we want to get to is that what what happens with the car when Houston drives away? So and I thought I, I just figured the brakes were going to go out. It would be like everything else in California right? where the they're cla- going down a hill, right? Yes, the classic cut the brake lines. Right, but that's not what happens. He's driving. All of a sudden, the accelerator gets jammed to the floor. I'm like, oh, and then all That's of a sudden a the steering work, wheel man. starts turning by itself. I'm like, what did he do? Put was like it, a remote and, control and in there? 
I didn't like you know this was an hour and a half long like pure hour and a half there was no like yeah like, it was I, two I, hours I on time TV, in this I'm sure yeah so I didn't want to rewind to check something out <laughs> but um th- I want to say the thing was shifting by itself too like, was it, was it not an automatic well no you know, it wouldn't I, have been I, an automatic yeah yeah and it was shifting on its own which this is one hell of a mechanic that can do that to a car. He like basically made an automatic transmission right. in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, so he's pretty good. But um, the thing, so uh, the thing that bothered me a little bit about this is that I mean, it's fine, you know, having a you know thing go out. That's pretty typical from a TV show for like this. But they uh, the music kind of took me out of it a little bit because it was almost like goofy carnival yeah. music or something. It was. Exactly. It just was like, Somewhere he's I, supposed I, to be, like, in danger. Now, I, but I, I could tell what they were trying to do. So the show had, I'll just go right on and say it, the show kind of had a tone problem. They were kind of a little all over the place. Because for a show about a guy who was murdered, who was filming people, and especially some people, young people, illegally, and threatening to release these tapes, which is kind of dark, but then they would, like, try to mellow it out by doing something like this and having like carnival music and while he was driving yeah. and he's like making these faces like woo you know <laughs> it's so. like the music that went along with like a silent movie or something you know right I mean? it was like it was yeah it was not fitting and again this is a pilot so this is the kind of things that we know that's why we do this yeah, show this way that happens pilots right. sometimes are really just trying to find the groove and sometimes they work sometimes they don't right but um right, right. Some of the stuff just didn't really work. But anyway, he ends up in a golf course pond after all this stuff. Yeah. It was a good crash. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to crash. And, kinda... and I got to say, Go that car was moving, man, when it <laughs> yeah, did that pond. No, it was. Yeah. It did a pretty good jump. But I got a little clip yeah. here of it at the end, so it kind of gives you an idea of the feel, how they were kind of a little, uh, not off in it, but it's just kind of goofy. So just not the kind of music you would expect after someone was potentially going to die. Right, right. But and, it, um, and the show itself, it, it, what, I mean, it wasn't a comedy by any means. No. There's not. Yeah. And I understand them putting comedic elements in. Like, you know, um, Magnum P.I. had that kind of stuff all the time, right? It's just yeah. It's just trying to get it to fit in there right sometimes. It's not easy to do all the time, right? Right, right. Um, anyway, so uh, where are we at now? So I think now they're going to... Uh, oh, he says, someone's trying to kill me now, and now I'm mad. Oh, yeah. He he tells the, the shoeshine kid to get a message back to the streets, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that he's, uh, he's coming after him. Yeah. Now, the, then, you know, the uh, shoeshine guy's like, oh, boy, okay, yeah, I guess I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Someone right, is really right. trying to kill you. And then he's like, I'm going to go and change. It, and they're like, your clothes are your attitude. I'm like, well, he almost died, so give him a little bit of a break. He was in a pond, right? And then um, I think there's some boring banter at the computer. I don't know what they talked about. Something about how he's got $2 billion. Okay, that, that's that's good. So they want to know if he's felt had, like, by Serena. You know, she, you know, playing him or whatever. Um, uh, I don't know. So what happened? Someone ripped off his hotel room, nothing on the nitro. So they're they're just going through all this stuff oh, on yeah. the computer, right? They're just babbling. Yeah, just babble. And then, so they're they're gonna go to uh, Gambici's or whatever his name is to his funeral. 
and um, and then and then to a party afterwards. Yeah, because basically right? they don't That's go what... in the funeral. They just like hang out outside and watch all the people come out. Right, and I think they just follow them to the after party. Which, mind then, you, it's all the and then, same. Yeah, I was going to say after party. <laughs> I was going to say. Then I'm, my first bullet point here is: at this point, I'm losing track of what the hell is going on. <laughs> because, because I'm like, how, how do you transition from a party? I mean, from a funeral to a party. Um, and then Houston picks up a bottle. Oh I no! Mean, don't he, get me wrong. Goes, don't get me wrong. A lot of a lot of funerals end up, especially this would be a Catholic one, right? Because he's Italian. Oh yeah. You know, kind yeah. of does become like almost like a party celebration of life at work. Now, that's generally someone who dies of natural causes, not someone who was exploded at a boat. <laughs> so Tragically, that usually right. would have a little bit of a different feel to it. But I'm yeah. trying to figure out why the party was at Cody's, the agent's or whatever's house. Um, and they were all there. But <laughs> it, That's it, why I'm like, are they even, re- are these parties, is this even related? Right. To- but they were all there. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, so um, I don't know. My uh, my notes are kind of sketchy here. Um, I have that Houston pulls up. He like picks up a bottle that is the same year as the one that exploded. Um. Yeah, I think he notices that at the party the guy has one. Because uh, okay, yeah, we'll okay. get to that in a minute. But it turns out the Italian guy gives everyone he knew a bottle of that stuff. Um, oh, that's but they, right. But the uh, but the um. The agent guy, he's got some lady in there, and she uh, like some young woman or whatever, and they're talking about, you know, he's asking about, I don't know if he was bringing women in the house, but he's like, everything's first class after this. So, you know, kind of trying to lead you down the path that, hey, maybe he has something to do with it. Right. Um, um, he's, oh, and then <laughs> Matt Houston's mad at Serena about something. I'm not exactly sure what, because at this point we had some audio <laughs> issues. <laughs> So I'm not yeah, exactly so if you sure watch what it. they were saying, but I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that he thinks that he's she's leading them on with the stuff. Pretty um, much, yeah. So but, he, he, uh, he tells the off. agent that he thinks he um, blackmailed the guy, right? Well, and yeah, then, he goes out and he starts. He like pushes the the lawyer down, and then well, he's in a pool, but he puts still somehow put makes him fall. I don't know. I don't know. You fall out of pool. Yeah, because he's thinking he blackmailed, right? right? And that's the whole point. Right. You know, they're trying to figure that's out the how whole this point. all ties together. And he's got some goon that looks like uh, Kramer, and he calls him in there to try to take him outside. <laughs> he reminded um, me of like, do you remember Jaws from uh, Moon, <laughs> yeah. Moonraker? He kind of reminded yeah. me of that guy. But... Yeah, kind of. Not quite as big as that. I think Matt no, Houston right. probably could have taken him. He, this guy didn't really seem that. He was strong. like, he was like a drug addicted version of that guy. Yeah. Like skinny, wiry, but yeah. So the guy, yeah, the guy, really, he like puts uh, Houston in some kind of like arm hold and <laughs> like drags him out of the place. Right, right? exactly. And then what happens though? Because at this point, they they're outside. CJ's out there, and they get away from him and they jump in the car. He's like, "Let's go, let's go!" But does well, yeah. He, punch him or something oh yeah no, no no he pretends he's got a gun he does the like oh yeah the, that's the right. pocket thing which that's right come on <laughs> finger in the pocket if you're the bodyguard for this house you should know what a gun looks like and what someone's <laughs> finger in their pocket looks like <laughs> <laughs> so that's he right. falls then for he, that then he's like pulls his hand out showing that he doesn't really have a gun and she hasn't started the car yet 
and they're having yeah, trouble it's, getting it started. And like, just as trouble. they get it started, they grab the guy grabs his like face. Yeah, and they take. But they off. get out of there. Yeah, and then he ends up uh, at like the dog track and meets up with Wildcat, right? Right. Right. Who has an RV oh, yeah. also at the dog track that he can just hang out in and drink? Yep, yeah. very nice. They, they go in for. I a mean, train. maybe he owns a dog track. I don't know. Could be, but he's throwing down some mean bets anyway. But they go in, they have a drink at the uh, trailer bar that he has, and then uh, you know, basically they talk about the wine and how everyone got you know a bottle and um, you know, so he looked at all the you know. Houston saw the different bottles, people drinking them, what year they had, those types of things. And then um, he's like, yeah, he gave a bottle to everyone he did business with. And then they leave, and the sniper comes pulling up in his car and pulls out like a little snub-nosed revolver or something that takes a shot. And the uh, Wildcat take, takes a bullet for Houston. Yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty that was scary. kind of him. Yeah. yeah. I will say that he does look at the wine bottle, the champagne bottle. It was 1956, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, well, so it was different than the others. Yeah, it was 56, and the Wildcat guy is talking about his family, his kid, and how he would do anything for her, blah, 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 blah. And anyway. Anyway, so we, we go to the hospital, right? Do we? Oh, yeah, yeah we do. Don't we? We go to the hospital... And I love this guy too. He's like, oh wait, yeah, he's holding, and he's holding the bottle of champagne for his daughter's birthday. By the way, oh, he's that's right, you're saving that. it, right? But he's like, hey, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've, uh, I call this a flesh wound. And then when he's at the emergency room, he's like, I've done more damage shaving in the morning than this, you know, like so he's totally <laughs> playing off the bullet in the shoulder thing. But uh, and the, did you notice the doctor? The doctor was kind of a dick because Matt Houston's yeah. like he's like so he's like so he got shot. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck does that mean? And then he's like, pay the bill on the way out. I'm yeah. Like what? Doctor says well, that. Yeah, I I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like what's his problem? So, but Matt Houston saw the guy Birch Whitley or Whiteley. Uh, oh, Whiteley, yeah, the guy who yeah, uh, like, shot him. Yeah, yeah, he's like he works for Wildcat. So it kind of makes it's a little suspicious, but um, you know they all claim he's a great guy. They're not really sure why he would do this. And the daughter wants to cancel the birthday party, uh, but Wildcat's like, "Hell no!" And then he invites the cop to come to the party too. Yeah, um, and he's like, "No, we all need some relaxation." I'm like, "What exactly have you been doing besides getting shot? It's <laughs> been putting a lot of stress on you. Hey, exactly. All you've been doing is walking around and drinking everywhere that I've seen you." Um, yeah, and I, I even wrote down at the point here, I'm like, what is the point of the boyfriend on this thing if he is not the murderer? Because he really does no purpose no, in the show. We we did not need him. Yeah. He was probably, I don't know, somebody's nephew, and they're like, hey, can you give him some, something to do on the show? Yeah. I don't know. but um, So, and I think the, the Novelli guy is there at the hospital with him, right? Because then they go out to eat. Yeah. They go out for pizza. And we find out from CJ that they go out to Novelli's mom's restaurant, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, and they uh, have so much food on their table. <laughs> there is, yeah. like, 15 pounds of, like, pasta in front of them. And, like, I don't even know, like, a 
plate of vegetable. It's like it's enough for like forty people to be eating, and then yeah. she's bringing and, and, out a giant pizza. I was gonna say, and I think that's typical Italian <laughs> right. moms. Eat, eat, you skin and bone, you skin and bones. And she's basically she's like berating them through the whole meal. <laughs> like, You're gonna blow she's away. Nice. Look how skinny you are. <laughs> first, she's kind of nice to, to Houston, but. By the end of it, he's, you know, it's like, why aren't you dating somebody? You're too skinny. You're a couple of losers, you know. So that was, that was, that was a tough scene. Yeah. But, um, but I, I think they, what, uh, Novelli thinks it's some sort of setup with Wildcat. Like, is someone trying to set Wildcat up? I think, is that what he's trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe that's why they hired someone that worked for him to make it look like that. Yeah. Just, you know. They don't really get much out of this whole dinner except that. Um, yeah. And then the mom comes up. I thought this was kind of funny. Hold on, I gotta find it. The mom comes up and wants them have dinner. I mean, to have dessert. <laughs> so uh, after like they they barely have touched anything, mind you, that they have in front of them. It's totally being wasted. So hopefully they're at least taking it home. But here we go. So, what do you want for dessert? I'm fine. Dessert is sugar. It gives energy. I got plenty of energy. Oh, you have so much energy, huh? Why you have only four kids? Because I only want four kids. Hey, I speak to your wife. We want the five. <laughs> we. We want the five. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's very stereotypical grandmother, um, Italian grandmother. I, I, I'm, I'm almost offended. <laughs> almost. But there's too much truth in it for you, so you can't really. I'm just teasing, yeah. But it's, it's pretty funny. Um I forgot to look to see if the grandmother makes it in many more episodes. Um, Grand- Who was it? Oh, it was Valley, uh, but uh, in uh, Goodfellas. Is it Goodfellas or Casino? Where um, the director, whoever the director was, his mom does did all the cooking. Oh, and really? Go back to her place for the food. <laughs> what? Uh, I wish I. I wish. I, uh, damn it! I can't think of the guy's name. Oh, she's in Everybody. twenty-three episodes of this, so they spend a lot of time in the restaurant. Oh, wow. Yeah. She got a good gig. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And her career started Scorsese? in 1952. Um, yeah, I think it's Mar- it was Martin Scorsese's mom. Who, oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that woman wasn't, but... No, no, I know what you're saying in that movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, anyways. Okay. So we cut, we leave out of there... Um, Oh, and it went, and and it, so maybe you picked this up, and I, I missed out. So at one point he's talking about, you know, we got to move forward because I, you know, before these suspects leave, and I'm like, does he have suspects? At one point it made it sound like he had people in custody or something. Well, it sounded I, like he gave everyone 24 hours that they had to stay in town. Is that what it was? But okay, did, but they didn't have enough to pick up anybody. So I don't really think you can tell anybody they can't go anywhere, but. I'm not a lawyer. You can, but I don't think you can enforce it. <laughs> yeah. They always say that on TV. Hey, don't leave town. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I guess. I'm out of here. Yeah. I mean, you look guilty uh, if you leave town. But Yeah. So uh, Houston goes to his place, and uh, Sophia, not Sophia, Serena. Serena's there, the dead guy's daughter, um, and she kisses him. And then, you know, we're to assume what happens for the rest of the night there. And then uh, in the morning, CJ sees Serena leaving. Uh, so she's like, you know, kind of like, bitch, but whatever. And then the Indian kid or the Native American comes in with some information. Not sure what it was. Again, 
you know, we're like pretty far into the show by now. There's a lot happening. Wait, but this is, is this before or after they sleep together? Immediately after. Okay. Yeah. Cause he yeah. like tries to like say something like he's, you know, I don't think I could, should do this. And he's like, nah, screw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next yeah, thing you know, it's morning and he's in the not much tub. of a fight there. Yeah. And then, um, then Houston goes and he's to like a flower shop to place a, an arrangement, but he's like, give me the biggest, most outrageous flower arrangement you can put together. And yeah, the guy's like, ah, oh, that's going to be pretty expensive. And he's whips out like a lot of cash. <laughs> He's I have like, yeah, some drive friends around town. that can maybe persuade you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How about Mr. Hamilton? Um, I will say, though, I don't. did you notice, though, that CJ and Slim show up in the helicopter while he's, you know, sitting in the hot tub when Serena's still, like, or leaving or whatever? Oh, and no. Slim is, so she flies, Slim too? Slim is flying it, I Oh, think. who the hell's Slim? The girl mechanic. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. And, uh... Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, there's a voiceover about Case getting to him. Whatever, I don't know. But at one point, then he has a, like you know, every man does back in then has a glass of raw eggs. Oh yeah, sure. But yeah, so they go, and I was I wasn't sure exactly. So the point of the whole flower arrangement that he was gonna do, he wanted this giant flower arrangement. He's like, and I want you to drive it around town, including going past TV stations with it. And I'm like, what? Right. Because <laughs> he wants he- people to see it. That's, because he wants them to know where he will be, right? But I don't so know how that. I mean, can, it, he, they're not going to have written on the thing where I'm going to where the party is, right? And it says like guy, "Happy birthday to the the, the the girl." It doesn't say anything like from Matt Houston. By the way, we'll right. be at this place on Saturday. And I think the assassin was pretty good at finding Matt Houston. He didn't need any clues to where to find him. But um, all right, so then. They, oh, then they're back at the um, the computer, um, and this is where we find out what he said in Spanish or in Italian. It's because the Apple three can translate uh, Italian, so it says the year she was born. That's what uh, seventy two was. Okay, or seventy one. I think yeah. So and they also find out who? that uh, the agent or the whatever for um, the singer he gets a fifty fifty cut. I'm like, wow, that's a uh... It's a pretty lousy deal. He gets a 50-50 cut? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But um, anyway, so, right. So they hear about that. So they think that, you know, you know, he wouldn't kill kill the guy because he knows that he would lose his, you know, golden goose, I guess, with her losing her singing gig, gig or yeah, whatever. right, right. Um, but CJ notices one thing. Oh, is this when he... Yeah, the mechanical bull arrives. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And he goes on it, and he gets immediately ejected off of it, and CJ goes running downstairs to get find him on the floor. Yeah. And she's like, by the way, I found out something about the the singer. Um, You know, they're like, you know, they were living together, and he's like, oh, the news, the papers will get all over that. Yeah, she's like, yeah, but the papers won't say that because they were living together, she would get half of his money if he dies. Right. So they're like, oh, so maybe the tape isn't a big deal because she get half anyway. So, and and then he's then she even says she's like, and also the agent would get half of that half or whatever. I'm like, I don't think that that's how that <laughs> works because you would an agent would only get money that you earn singing, not money you earn by <laughs> living with somebody. <laughs> right from yeah, right inheriting or whatever. Yeah, like exactly. Um, I don't know. 
So he goes back to Cody's and, with a baseball bat to kind of basically threaten the shit out of him. Yeah. And and I think they downplayed this. Instead, he like kind of scared him by breaking his statues. Yeah. He, he should have just, he should have been like beating him. You yeah, know what I mean? but like, I think, again, the time to kind of show it wants to be, they didn't want to be like a mob enforcer. <laughs> they wanted him to like kind of... You know, scare him. So you're gonna go breaking these statues because he and the guy was on the phone with the news stations trying to get the story out there. Yeah, yeah, he was you're right. Um, but anyway, so then they, and again, that the his bodyguard who he calls reject was nowhere around, but he meets him outside, like when he's leaving. I'm like, where were you the whole time? Isn't your job right? supposed to be to protect the guy? I thought the assumption was that he beat him before he came in <laughs> but right exactly that's yeah. what i thought i thought that's what the whole point of the bat was yeah right. um but no and then this was kind of corny it, it could have been done better but it was it was a so they he's like he puts the bat down the guy's like what are you doing that for he's like here's the deal he's like you're a big guy he's like i have a feeling you have a glass jaw or whatever he's like i know if i hit you in the gut that's not going to do anything so he's like, take a swing at me. So the guy gets ready to swing at him, and he punches him in the face. And he's like, oh, I guess I was wrong. Then, like a cartoon, all of a sudden the guy's like, he faints. Birds are flying around his head. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would just would have been better if he was right, and the guy took a swing at him, and he hit him in the face and knocked him down. He'd been like, I was right, and walked away. That would right. have been the perfect way or to just, do that. Yeah. Or just scare him off with a bat, you know? Or, yeah. Whatever. Or just, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Let's, uh, where are we at now? Um, so then he goes to he goes to the hotel, and uh, he knows the cop that's guarding the door. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, he, and he, the cop lets him in. Basically, it's the wine, you know, the wine, I don't know what you call it, refrigerator, travel cartridges. I don't know what those things right, are. Right. No, he had, like, a whole... Uh, Kate, like a, a, a chest that it was like he a, brought. Just yeah, it was full like of a couple chests of, yeah. of champagne. And so Which I guess you do when Houston's, you're Yeah. Houston's rooting through it, and he finds this ledger. Um, and it says the names of um, all the people he's given bottles to and the years of those bottles. So he spots something different than what he had seen earlier in the show. Someone well, we don't really a figure it out, right? We, I, didn't, I don't know. I he, didn't, puts his, he puts his finger on the line. But I didn't. I couldn't it figure it out. By look, yeah. All right. So I'm not going to spoil anything here. <laughs> uh, so he, he, t- he tears the don't page Don't tell me what he happens. Take, <laughs> he takes it from the book. And then he drinks like four bottles of wine. No, that, did, that did, didn't happen. He just takes a page from the book and he leaves. And then. Um, oh, no. No. no then he finds leave. a false panel. <laughs> right. He finds a false panel on the fridge. And the or whatever chest, that is, yeah. yeah. It was like it was plugged in, though, but um, was it? Oh, but it, yeah. But it has all the videotapes. Uh, so he's got like a uh, you know I don't know like two dozen videotapes of you know this guy with girls and their names are on them. Betamax, um, mind you. So Houston pops them in the VCR and spends the rest of the night. <laughs> the- Just watching videos, <laughs> cracks open some champagne. All right, my night's set. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he doesn't. He takes the one tape, I think, and then heads out. I think he took two, maybe. All right. Took a couple. But regardless, um, I will note that 
somehow what? So the cops had been in that room several times, did not notice the little ledger on top. <laughs> no. And I mean, the false bottom, I can understand how they wouldn't, you know, see that. Yeah, I don't even know how he found that. But... Well, I think he just figured it was there. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so where are we at here? They go to the police station? Uh, he goes into Valley's office, yes. Yeah. And gets a full readout of that Whiteley guy. Right. So he's like, he's like, yeah, so uh, his wife died, he had a kid, da 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 And he's like, let me guess. The wife died in 1956. He's like, how did you know that? And we don't know. He just, like, basically leaves. Right. And I'm like, how the hell did he know that? It was on. Did he say February 14th too? I don't know. Because, yeah, he said yeah. February. Because Navalny makes a point of turning around, and we see in the calendar that it was 14th again. I'm like, oh really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I went right. back on that. And I'm like, does it say something on his calendar? Like, call your white. Why, like, why are we seeing that? Yeah. Um. But anyway, so yeah, so we make a point of that, and um. So he so yeah. CJ he goes to see CJ, and she's like, yeah, you're right. They talk to the immigration office, and you were right. And he tells her to call all the suspects and be there early. I'm like, what are you talking about? So he wants all these people at the party early so he can talk to them. He needs some time to think. And he's not very happy. Um, but then we end up next later on that day, and it's the party time, and it's on a giant boat, right? Yeah. That's yeah, on like a yacht. Yeah. That he rented, Houston's I think, in his, right? Houston's in his white suit. And oh, he, yeah, and he uh, even says, he's like, he tells CJ, hey, make sure you get my silver vest ready that uh, whoever gave me. Right, right. And so he, he approaches the, the lawyer and the singer, and he tells, oh, the lawyer says to him, I think the lawyer says to him, I want the tapes. And then uh, Houston hands the singer her tape. And she, he, you know, she's like, He's a, completely grateful. Yeah, he yeah. just tells her. He's like, keep singing. And um, I'm sure no copies of that tape, right? Mm. Well, back then it was kind of hard to make copies on VCR. Yeah, it was. You're right. Quite an ordeal. Yeah. Setting up two VCRs, <laughs> hooking them up. Right. <laughs> um, you needed a separate so coax you, cable. It was a, yeah, it was a chore. I mean, it's, you weren't really sure if it was working. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so then he's talking to... Um, Serena. Serena. Yep. And he's like, so do you want to buy the tape? The Karen Ann tape? And she's like, she'll pay millions for it. Like, she's like, she totally wants it. And she basically just says she hates her and she wants to ruin her life. (laughs) Exactly. Which I'm not exactly sure why. Again, because it's his daughter. That's why I'm like, it doesn't really make any sense. They didn't figure, they didn't really, yeah. They didn't really tie that one up too well. But um, she's like, and she's like, five million is nothing. A, th- um, a billion is a thousand million. It doesn't matter. I'm like, well, yeah, but what? I don't know. What? Yeah, where are you going with that? But um, then the lawyer, he wants the tape because it's proof that she lives with him, like you said, the whole 50% right. thing. Yeah. And then um, what's her name? Karen. Marianne. Karen. <laughs> She, she destroys the tape, yeah. basically, just like starts ripping it out. And he's pissed. Yeah, he's pissed. He's like, we could have got half get, a billion She's going to get a beating later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah she's uh, gonna, he's going to get. <laughs> so now he goes and talks to Wildcat. And 
he basically lays it down for Wildcat that he knows Wildcat's the one that did it. And by the way, I was right. I had this written down that I knew why he did it. But hold on a second. Why, who, who did it and why? But hold on. Here's a little clip of him confronting Wildcat. You killed Gambaccini. You killed him because he drugged Laurie in Paris and went to bed with her. He showed you the videotape he made of the both of them, and he threatened to show it to her boyfriend. You took the nitro off Purse Whiteley's rig, you put it in a champagne bottle, and you blew him to kingdom come. You telling me I'm the one that switched the bottles? No, Wildcat, you're telling me. And that's the second time. Whoever said anything about the bottles being switched except you? Yeah. So he implicates himself, basically. And, yeah. but yeah, no, I kind of saw that one coming when he said something about his daughter. I'd do anything to protect her, blah, blah, blah. So, so, and, and, and then he yells, yells out to, uh, Whiteley. Uh, he's like, yeah, hey, he, it's, it's cool. He knows everything. Come on out. Yeah, yeah. You can come out. Everything's fine. And he does come out. <laughs> yeah. Arms. Comes out blasting. <laughs> So yeah, so he, he's shooting, shooting away, and he he hits Houston. He hits the old guy, um, but Houston had the vest away. on, so yeah, yeah. So he was good. Yeah. Then we have the foot chase, right? But Decent okay. Foot chase. But before we get to that part, you know, Houston says, "Hey, somebody get a doctor," and then he takes off. Yeah. Okay. We never, ever see Wildcat again. We have no yeah. idea what well, happened. <laughs> Anyway. I'm gonna say he doesn't make it, but know. it is a pretty cool foot chase. It's a, it, I thought it was a good foot chase. You know, he yeah, was on top. It was of a things. decent foot chase. Their cars were very conveniently parked right by where they yeah. jumped off. <laughs> I was not as impressed with the car chase. No, uh, so, it was pretty much a, just like a straight line car chase. Yeah, they took a couple turns, and I posted on video. So, you know, I posted on video um, the ending of the car chase because. The guy turns around and fails to see that two vans are in front of him on a bridge, and he stops, and he careens off the side of the bridge. And so Mike and I were talking, and I, I ran some calculations on a website I saw. If if our count of how long it was to drop, I thought it was like 13 seconds. That the Just an estimate. And uh, that's like uh, 2,000 feet. <laughs> it's the world's <laughs> tallest bridge. bridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, that's, you know, maybe our counting was a little off. But anyway, we I, I did post a video of that, and a lot of people seem to enjoy that uh, that uh, point that, yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> the point of death for the. Well, you know, like some people were like, that is a very 80s. You know, car crash. You know, someone I know from work's like, I'm pretty sure that car is still there because back then they wouldn't have cared. They just would have like, yeah, yeah, right. You just leave it there. Yeah, like right. we we took all the oil out. It's fine. Um, yeah. So anyway, he's dead, I guess. Um, right. And that's it. Like we don't. There is like, I mean, we'll get. That's not it for the show, but it's that's it. We there's like no closure. No, well, we, Houston throws the tape off the bridge. I'm imagining that, that was the, the daughter's tape, tape, right? The daughter. So, I mean, any evidence there is is shot if Wildcat did make it, right? And I don't think the really... daughter even knew the tape existed. It, no, I don't think she did. So it was good that no. he did that. I mean, that's good. Um, yeah. 
But now they go back. What, what happens is we go back to the farm, back to that bet about him riding the horse. Right. And now there's like a huge buffet set up with all this food out there for the 10 people that are there. Right. Including the valleys there and everything. And he's all trying, he's trying to get, Matt's trying to get these guys to bet against him. He's like, how are you? 10 bucks says I could do it. 10 bucks says I could do it. <laughs> you know, that's like the whole thing. Because he doesn't like to lose. And right. so he gets everyone to go in on it. And uh, he gets on the horse and he whispers something to the horse. And the horse just kind of walks out gently. Totally tame. Yeah. And he just walks by and grabs money from everybody, which I thought was kind of fun. And then uh, they're like, hey, how did you do that? He's like, oh, I told the horse I'd kill him if he launched me off the bat. <laughs> like, wow, it's Mr. Red. He understands English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but then they're like, you wouldn't kill him. And he's like, yeah, but he doesn't know that. And then the horse bucks him right off. Right. As if he heard and understood what he said. Right, exactly. And then we get the, you know, that's it. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. we don't know anything. We don't know. Well, I shouldn't say we don't know anything. We, I mean, we know who did it, but we don't know if Wildcat survived. We don't know um, what happens with the singer and stuff. I guess we don't really care. And the daughter probably just goes back. But I don't know. I just, I felt a little like it. it You needed more closure. Right, well, because like all these kind of shows, right? You like they would always be a wrap up at the end. They would just tell you what happened. Yes, this person's yeah. in jail. This person's dead. This per, you know what I mean? Well, right. We had. You think they have a narrator? Let's wrap this up. Right? Yeah, exactly. What happened to CJ? She just stopped talking. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so at again, and I think I mentioned it on um, Instagram because someone was talking. We were talking about that. That. Uh, jump or whatever and i said like like a lot of these shows they just don't have enough material so they put a lot of filler in and, and that that was the filler making that crash last for 20 seconds to get yeah, to get yeah all the exactly. way down the ground um oh yeah no because it was michelle a f- uh, friend of the pod michelle she's like my husband and i watched all 20 minutes of that car falling and couldn't stop laughing <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's true and oh the night rider your guys they uh, chimed in and say that's like an inception level fall yeah right um that's a fall within a fall yeah but... so anyway and that was the end um so my thoughts on it matt houston charming character right i i it just had some tone issues i think that they didn't know how to kind of put it all I don't know, in one package nicely. but Yeah, uh, it's just the pilot. It's yeah, rough, well, that's exactly right. Track, that's why right? I want to see like how the other sh- episodes are as we go along. Because I think yeah, I think it'll kind of find its footing. Because it didn't last super long. Um, there were like 62 episodes of this. No, thing. I know. Well, 67. Which is pretty okay. good, but not great. Um, it's a lot of shows. What? It's a lot of shows. Yeah. I didn't... I mean, after the first one, I... I I mean, it's only three seasons, so yeah, and and no comeback true. movies, so that's never a good sign. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think I could see how it could be good and you know work together, but it'd be interesting to see how it gets better. Yeah, or if it does. Agreed. And again, Agreed. we're looking yeah. at it the lens of from twenty twenty versus nineteen eighty three, four, five, eighty two, eighty what? 
think it was 82. Oh, 82. So, yeah, Pilot 82. Okay. What year was Magnum P.I.'s first year? Don't recall. Let's check. Uh, Magnum P.I. Was it 81? Was... I don't know. You don't know. I don't have. I, I don't have it readily available. Um, eighty. Okay. I knew it was before okay. this. Yeah, That's eighty. Yeah, December eleventh, nineteen eighty. Yep. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so yeah, that, those are my thoughts on it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. yeah, I, I need to see how it evolves. I think this, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I, th- I think this was like a rough, felt like a rough draft for me. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm not a huge fan sometimes of the pilots. And, you know, sometimes they don't ever actually get seen. This one obviously did. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how. And I think the first episode, if I remember correctly, looking um, at, the, I think, the like the first, like, real episode, I think has Heather Locklear in it. Oh, really? Am I right in that one? I thought, yeah, she's in it. She, Heather Locklear's in the cool. first one. So very good. Yeah, she's a tablet right. publisher. Publisher and is nearly ele- uh, electrocuted besides her pool. Beside her, dang. Oh, his pool. Sorry, that's on him. Her. I think she might be in. <laughs> oh, she's probably the sexy centerfold. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it. Anyway, all right. So that's that. That's Magnum. Let us know what you guys thought of it. Uh, if you watched it again, you can find it on YouTube. The pilot. Um, or probably other places that maybe you have it on DVD. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's it uh, for that. Next episode, two weeks. It'll be right around Halloween. Um, we got. I think oh, we got yeah. something good coming. I think you guys will yep, enjoy it. We're yep. not going to tell you. I think it's a good yet. one. We'll drop some hints we'll, between. We'll try to drop right? some hints. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, so look for that. Uh, so two weeks from today, which I think puts us like right up the. Halloween, right? Isn't I think pretty much. Um, yeah, it should be right around the 28th, 29th. So look for it there. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, uh, let us know what you thought of this. If you have any questions, make sure you hit us up. Mike, you have anything else you want to say? I'm all good. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. For this episode, I used to watch this. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. Talk to you next time. Bye. That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUsedToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUsedToWatchThis, Twitter at IUsedTheNumber2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUsedToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.